Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? You're looking good. Well, what a great time of worship. God has already been speaking to us today. And uh, I believe that God is going to continue speaking to us today. And uh, uh, is there anybody in the room that has, has never seen me, never heard from me before? Oh, oh, oh there's quite a few hands. Okay, good. Well, um, Stuart introduced me. Uh, I'm a missionary in Albania. Uh, God is a clever God the way that he got me there. Um, and uh, that's another story in itself. Uh, and I never knew that I would be there, thank you, all these, all these years. Uh, so in total, I've probably had my feet on Albanian soil maybe about 20 years now. So um, God is good. And uh, I'm going to be bringing a report today. Uh, Albania is a very, very interesting place because it's in Eastern Europe, but it's almost like where the East meets the West. And uh, there is a, a quite a, a lot of um, Islam that is practiced there as well. It's a very, very unique country uh, in itself. And I'm privileged to be serving God uh, in that nation for all these years. So I'm bringing you a little update as well today. Um, and... Um, if I just use this clicker, hopefully. Okay, so uh, now I'm not the most gifted uh, of, of speakers. I was talking to uh, Pastor Stewart last night. I said, like, actually, when I stand and watch you and, like, how you can move kind of one, one, from one thing to another, and I said, you're a little bit of a smooth operator. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a re really is a gift. Now, I don't have that gift. I really don't. Um, <laughs> I won't tell you the rest of the story, but uh, <laughs> it's going a bit red now. But anyway, um, I'm not the most gifted, but, um, you know, in the Bible, God actually even used a donkey to speak. So, I mean, if he can use a donkey, then I think he's got, you know, something to say today. Uh, I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to speak to you today. Amen. I'm not going to go eat all, okay? Amen. Uh, no, it's true. You know, we serve a living God. He's alive and active in our world and in our lives. And he has got something that he wants. God has already been speaking to some of us this morning through the worship, through the different readings, uh, through the words that have been brought uh, through the testimony, God has already been speaking. I don't believe he's finished just yet. So uh, let's have open hearts and open ears to hear what God is wanting to say to us today. Um, and I'm just going to pray, if that's okay. Yeah. yeah, Father, we thank you that you are alive and active and that you do communicate with your children on a daily basis. And so, Father, we just want to open our hearts. We want to open our ears. We want to open our eyes to see and to hear you today. Father, we do believe that you have a plan and purpose for each and every one of us. And we are so grateful for that, Father. And Lord, we ask, speak uh, clearly, uh, encourage us today, challenge us today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I've done my little short introduction. I'm going to give you a little update on where we are, what we've been doing in 2000. And 17, we've got a couple of little videos as well we're going to show you today. And then I've written a word in uh, season because I believe that 
that which God is talking to me personally over me and my ministry, I think is applicable for maybe many of us in this room as well today. So uh, without delay, uh, let's go on to uh, a little bit of an update there. Uh, who can remember the uh, outreach van when I was doing the fundraising for the outreach van? good number of us. That was five years ago that I was doing all that fundraising because as a mission, we believe that God has called us to take the word to the streets, to partner with local churches and help them to do a better job at reaching the children out in their communities. And so we've been on the road with the van now for four years. Four, doesn't time fly? Uh, four years. And in those four years, so as we were just calculating uh, uh, the new year, uh, at the end of our season in December, calculating how many children have we helped to connect to the local churches in Albania. You know, God is worthy of praise, and I'm really grateful that you as a church are on board with us, that you support us faithfully, and you are a part. When you read these things, I want you to be encouraged because you are a part of this, either by your prayers or either by your finances, you know, your words of encouragement. 8,286 children have been connected with local church. That's not a small number. That's not a small number. Yeah, let's, let's thank God for that. Um, so we're really, really grateful. But there is so much more that still needs to be done. So it's a little update on our little outreach van there. We use all kinds of tools, puppets and uh, video stuff and uh, games and to get the message across it's a fun time and uh, we're grateful to be working with the local churches uh, we do have our annual uh, summer camps as well uh, that campi aventura that means adventure camps that's quite simple isn't it um, how you can be involved with that uh, is you can pray for it we will be opening our sponsoring the children to camp kids to camp uh, because Albanian children, families, they can't really afford the full amount that it takes to send a child to camp. And so we do look for people to be able to sponsor individual children. Uh, and uh, come and volunteer. Now, we, we believe that uh, this church will be sending some young people to come. And so we've got a few people in here as well, who I can see she's smiling at me. Uh, we've served at camps uh, over, over the years. And so that will be happening again uh, this year. We've got, do you want to see a video of last year's camp? Yes? Okay, Catherine wasn't at last year. She was at the one before that. But uh, is, Ni is Nicoletta here? Hello, Nicoletta. Okay. All right. Well, Ben, somebody else who you might know, Ben Churchman put this together. Just to give you a little flavor of what the young people are going to be involved with this next summer. I'm worn out just watching that. So the kids, it's not a holiday, yeah? Um, the kids uh, that will be coming, the young people will be coming to be a part of it. There's a lot of hard work to be involved. Uh, now, obviously, there are a lot of fun pictures, but um, there's a lot of spiritual stuff that goes on as well. And uh, we're really grateful that in uh, Adventure Camps 2017 that we saw 25 young people give their lives to Jesus. And so... You know, and uh, they are, are ongoing with God. They weren't just sort of like uh, just a, a quick decision and not a heartfelt thing. They're uh, ongoing with God. So we're really excited about that. And we're really excited about what God is going to do also in 2018. Amen. So do pray for our adventure camps. 
Um, okay, moving on uh, to the next. Uh, so again, we're still involved on an annual basis with the uh, Christmas uh, shoe boxes um, by Samaritan's Purse. Uh, this is in um, uh, Shinjin School, uh, where in fact uh, Pastor Stewart has been. Um, and yes, he's not there now, uh, but he's been. Uh, that's a, a typical Albanian uh, classroom uh, there. Uh, not that brilliantly equipped, as you can see the uh, cupboard at the back and stuff peeling off the wall. Um, but um, we, were, we were thankful to be able to do the uh, shoeboxes again uh, this year. This is Valentina. She's been with us nearly 17 years now, faithful girl. Uh, she's continuing the work there in Shenzhen. Uh, where we've got weekly outreaches happening for children, weekly discipleships in small groups, and bi-weekly a youth uh, meeting, and also meeting also with ladies, with mums, uh, for coffees as well during the, during the week as a form of friendship evangelism. Pray for Valley. Right now, she is actually in Greece. Uh, we applied for her to have a visa to come to the UK, um, and they're usually very late in giving the answer. We finally got the answer, which was positive. And on the very same day, she found out that her brother in Greece had just been diagnosed with cancer, stage four. So she's right there right now. So do pray for her. Okay, one of the uh, ways that I've really seen God now that we've moved into Tirana, um, uh, it's been just over four years now that I've been in the capital city. Um, I've moved out of Shenzhen and been working on a local level. And now we're, um, I'm in Tirana and working a lot more on a national level. And I'm seeing God using me in a very uh, different way in that um, uh, using me very much more in, in creating initiatives and networks in seeing things in the bigger picture. And uh, I'm grateful to have been a part of, of creating a new children's uh, network. Uh, we did a conference just, um, uh, the first one was two years ago. Uh, we did again this year. I don't know if any of you have heard of Mark Griffiths, but he's a UK children's uh, leader. He was one of our guest speakers this last year. We had, um, uh, 170 children's uh, workers at that uh, training and equipping uh, event. So um, you, God is very much using me on a different level to what I've been used to him using me before. So um, uh, it's good to be a part of that. What we're wanting to do, again, something new, something that God laid on my heart, was on children's, National Children's Day, which in Albania is the 1st of June, to use that day to also uh, help coordinate all the people uh, that are like the intercessors uh, in prayer uh, to have a day of prayer for Albanian children and to have a national day of prayer, uh, but also including children in that as well. And so like with the teaching program beforehand, getting kids excited about prayer because who knows, it's prayer that moves the arm of God. If we want to see something happen, in our towns, in our nations, then prayer has to be the first step. I want to see God do great things in Albania, and I believe that prayer is a part of that. And so uh, just by initiating the first time ever uh, Albanian National Day of Prayer for Children, uh, we're believing that God is really going to uh, start something there and move. Uh, has any of you heard of the 30 Days of Prayer? 
Okay? No? If you haven't, you need to. Okay? Why? The 30 days of prayer is praying for 30 days for the Muslim world during the time of Ramadan. Okay, Ramadan changes every year. It moves on a, a, a couple of weeks each year. Uh, this year it's going to be from mid-May to mid-June. Our world is changing. And as many of you know, even here in, in the UK, the UK today is not the UK it was even 20 years ago. We are in unique times when it comes round to the Muslim world, you know. It's not necessarily us going all the way out to them, but they are coming to us. And I believe that the church of Jesus Christ, this church, the churches across this nation, need to rise up and recognize that God is doing a new thing in our towns, in our cities, and that we need to be a part of that, praying for the Muslim world. You know, in the time of Ramadan, uh, there is uh, there's one day in particular, it's a very special day, that is a day that um, uh, they are more open uh, to God and hearing God's voice. Uh, and there are so many different testimonies and stories of during that day that they're expecting to hear from their God that our God breaks in. There are stories like where through dreams, there are stories through like visions, there are stories how God has shown up uh, visions of Jesus have shown up in their world. We need to be involved with our world around us, and our world is changing. Our world is changing. So if you don't get the 30 days of prayer, this particular version is for children, which has never been translated in Albanian yet, and I'm going to be a part of making sure that that gets into children's hands, families' hands, that Christian families together can be praying for the Muslim world around them, specifically you know, for their neighbors and things as well. So uh, you can get it online if you go to, um, if you just Google 30 days of prayer for the Muslim world, it will come up. P free PDFs you can down download. So just be open to God. He might be wanting to use you uh, to convert, uh, you know, a Muslim in your town. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving, moving on. New, new exciting things, you know, even in Albania, children are getting hold of their kids' their mums and dads' kind of iPads and smartphones and swiping and doing all of this, the same as UK children. The difference is in Albania, there is nothing in the Albanian language that children can access. And I've been jealous, in the right sense of the word, for a number of years, wanting to see something exciting, interesting, uh, online, a new app, like in a gaming way that's relevant to children, that they can read and hear about Bible stories, that they can uh, watch videos, uh, that they can sort of like, it's really interesting. Has anyone here heard of the uh, Guardians of Ancora? Okay, one person at the back. If you have children aged sort of like between uh, four, five, six, through to sort of like 10 even, this is a free downloadable app that Scripture Union UK have developed. And I'm excited that last year in February, I went to meet with them and they were ready to see this uh, be put together in Albanian. So we've been working towards that right now. Uh, even today, someone's going to send me an email with us some further uh, um, edited uh, text in Albanian. Uh, so we're really excited. In springtime, this app will be launched in Albania. 
uh, we're excited about that because obviously the internet is everywhere. Anyone can access it. So it kind of like can go into available to go into every home in Albania that is connected with the internet. So uh, that's exciting. What else is happening? I'm going to be moving on to what I believe that God has been speaking over us as a ministry over me uh, as well personally. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, read it for us. In Isaiah, Isaiah 54. Okay. Uh, Sing, barren woman. You who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, oh sorry, burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than her that had has a husband, says the Lord. Continues on. Enlarge, everyone say enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will strip the nations. I had to put strip in there because I didn't know what the other word was. I had to look it up. Strip the nations uh, and, you will, and they will settle in uh, the desolate cities. Um, you know, God is always wanting to do a new thing. He never leaves us as we are. He's always wanting, we're on a journey. He always wants us to take us to the next level, to the next thing. And do you know what? The next thing, the next level is usually bigger than the one before. It, needs, it, it means that we will be stretched. It means that we maybe will be out of our comfort zones. You know, it's when we're out of our comfort zones that we grow the most. Did you know that? Have you noticed that? We grow the most, and God, uh, just by stretching, by enlarging, you know, he brings the increase. And that's what I believe that God is saying over, over me, over, over my ministry uh, this year. But there is a sense that this can be for every one of us uh, in this room uh, today. Because God does not want us to be in the same place that we was in 2017. He wants us to be in a new place, a better place, a bigger place, an enlarged place in 2018. Because he doesn't want us to just sit comfortably. If you've been sitting comfortably for a long time, you need to get ready to be shaken up. Because God, to do a new thing, you need to be stretched. Okay, we don't like it. Nobody likes to be stretched. We all like to be comfortable. But if we really want to see God move in our towns, in our cities, in our nation, we have to be ready to be stretched and say, yes, Lord, I may not like it, but stretch me. Uh, and so uh, what is it I'm talking to you uh, today is enlarge your vision, enlarge your faith. Do you know the two go hand in hand? That's why I put a equal sign in there. If you want God to do a greater thing, if you want God to enlarge your vision, you have to enlarge your faith because they go hand in hand. There's no getting around it. Uh, so just breaking this uh, verse, verse down here. Uh, actually, this was sp spoken um, to um, the Jews. It was talking like about Jerusalem. 
Um, you know, in the first uh, verse here, it's looking into a dry and a needy land. Who thinks that you're in a dry and needy land? Yeah, you've got unsaved neighbors, you've got unsaved friends, you've got unsaved family members, you've got unsaved uh, uh, people in your workplace, people at school. Um, and they're in a dry area. They, they ha don't have the life of God and God wants to give them life. Here it's talking about uh, seeing many people uh, come uh, to Christ, expansion. But in verse 2, we see actually there's a preparation. Who here has ever been camping? Yeah, you've got to love a bit of camping, haven't you? Uh, tent camping? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, you know that if you've got four people, but you've only got a two-birth tent, it's a little bit tight, isn't it? Yeah, and you know that the size of a two-birth tent and the size of a four-birth tent, that you need a bigger space, yeah? Um, so there's a preparation. There's a sense of you have to pack away the two-birth. You have to make, think of a bigger space, clear the area to make space for a bigger uh, a bigger a bigger tent and so if we want to see this room full if we want to see us bursting at the seat seam there has to be a preparation uh, time and uh, uh, maybe you as a church you're in a preparation time is there other things that God is wanting to do in you in this church ready to expand is there some of you that maybe have not responded to the call of God, maybe he's given you a vision and you've not yet stepped out of your boat and stepped into it, and you're a part of this bigger thing that God is wanting to do, this new thing that God is wanting to do. There's a preparation time. In the preparation time, it's talking about enlarging, stretching, lengthening, strengthening, putting in stronger foundations that it can withstand that which is coming. And then verse 3 is talking more about like the fulfillment of the expansion, what God is going to do, where the people start coming in, uh, where you grow on all sides, to the right, to the left. You know, I'm excited that I'm alive in these days. I'm excited for what God is doing in our world uh, and I'm excited about what God can do in you, through you, and in this, the life of this church. You know, I was touched by, uh, where's she gone? Julie, where are you? Julie, you've taken your scarf off. That's what I was recognizing. Uh, you know, for the, for the jewels of this world, you know, they're, they're everywhere. Hurting, broken people that need to have a message of hope, of life. God can do it. Okay, so enlarge your vision, enlarge your faith. So it made me start thinking about faith. Now, I'm not into prosperity teaching. I'm not going to be talking anything about that today because often faith can be muddled up with, with uh, prosperity teaching. I looked into it. There are 458 results for the word faith in the Bible. In the Greek, I'm not going to pronounce it. Is anyone a Greek scholar here today? They can help me out on this pronunciation. I'm dyslexic. I would be frightened to get it wrong. Sorry? Okay. 
There you go. He said it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Um, that's the word in Greek. Moving on. Okay. In the New Testament, there are 243 occurrences. And what does that actually mean? What are some of the interjectory words of faith? So faith, belief, firm persuasion, assurance, firm conviction, faithfulness, trust, confidence. Very often faith can be inter interchanged with the words, some of these words, particularly uh, trust as well. So to enlarge your vision, you need to enlarge your trust in the faithful one because he is faithful, never lets us down. So um, there are so many different passages I could speak from uh, for faith. But one of the really big passages that talks a lot about faith is Hebrews 11. Uh, there's a big passage there that talks about all the heroes of faith. But look at this first. Look at this first verse. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. We don't see people sitting on some of these seats here right now. We don't see them. They're not here today. We cannot see them. But in faith, we can see them. In faith, we can see them. Uh, in the words of Martin Luther King, let's put it in a simpler, simpler way here. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. If you can just imagine like a staircase going up. You know, have you seen the picture of that Jacob's Ladder? Has anyone seen that? Where it's this staircase going up and you kind of see the first kind of few steps and then it just kind of disappears. You can't see where it goes. And, uh, you know, faith is taking that first one step not really knowing where you're going, not really knowing how it's going to work out, not really knowing how God is going to do it and how it's all going to come together, but taking that first step. I'm reminded of the story of uh, Peter when Jesus was walking on the water and, and comes up to the boat and they're all a little bit terrified to start with and they get the revelation, oh, you know, it's Jesus and um, Jesus invites Peter out of the boat onto the water follow me. Can you imagine that first step? You know, can you imagine it really in reality? Can you imagine it? It took faith. Faith. It took trusting in Jesus. Um, and uh, it is challenging. Sometimes taking that first step is the hardest. Maybe some of you here today are being challenged to take that first step. Sometimes the hardest, but once you get going, and you know you're following Jesus, Jesus is holding your hand, it will all be all right. Um, so look in the verse then goes on, uh, the Hebrews 11, it goes on to talk about all the heroes of faith. Uh, there's a big, uh, uh, there's a whole load of it, I'm not going to read it today, but, but in it we see a number of different things that come through again uh, and again. So in verse 5, it talks about uh, God doing the miraculous. Uh, there's a story there, the part of where Enoch, by faith, was uh, taken. He, he was taken from this world, but yet he did not experience death. That was miraculous. In verse 34, uh, again, God doing the miraculous by faith. In verse 7, it talks about protection. 
In, in fact, there's a number of verses that talk about protection, but Noah and his family, in verse 7, you know, was protected. God saved them. He protected them with the ark. He protected them from the great waters that came. In verses 28 and 29, there was the, the story there that Moses, by faith, there was the Passover, uh, and uh, his, um, the, you know, the children, all the children of Israel were saved, um, protected, uh, because of the, the Passover that happened then. The passing through the Red Sea. Again, uh, talking of uh, God's protection uh, over them. It was by faith. Uh, moving on uh, to um, also God's protection of Rahab in verse 30, 31. Uh, Rahab was protected. She was not killed uh, for protecting the spies. It was by faith. In uh, verse 11, it talks about God's uh, fulfilling his promises. We know the story of Abraham and Sarah, how God uh, promised a child even though she was past the years of bearing children. God was faithful. It was by faith uh, that he fulfilled his promise. We see as well in verse 17 of God uh, providing. Um, there's the story of Abraham uh, by faith as he was tested and was ready to sacrifice his only son. Um, or well, he wasn't his only son. There was another one. Um, we won't go down that line, but... Um, uh, he was ready to sacrifice the, the, the son that God had given him. Um, but yet he provided in the testing of that faith. By faith, God provided a ram. Uh, and continuing through the heroes of faith, there's also great stories of where God brought empowerment. Um, in verse 33 and 34, there's a list of people how God empowered. Samson uh, was another one. Uh, by faith, God empowered him. You know, if we want to see God's vision take place, we maybe need to be believing God and have faith for him to be doing some of these things. I know the journey that I am on personally in my ministry of where God is wanting to take us as a ministry is probably going to take all of these. I need the miraculous. I do need his protection. I need him to fulfill his promises over my life and over the ministry. Sure need him to be providing. You know, when I was on the journey of, of, of raising funds for the van, you know, that was a big step for me. That was a massive step that I took. You know, I was believing God for like 12,000 pounds. When it started out, it was 12,000 pounds. I've never had to believe God for so much money. In one go on one project, never. It was, I was being stretched. In the end, it ended up being Len 13. And then by the time we'd finished with different upgrades and other people that people, things were suggesting, it ended up at 17,000. 17,000 pounds. Now, for some of you, that might not sound a lot. But for me, it was a huge amount. That was a massive step of faith. And uh, for where I believe that God is wanting to take us, it's not just like one step up or two steps up. I feel like it's 10 steps up. 10 steps up. It's scary. Sometimes, you know, stepping out in the will of God sometimes can be scary. But when we know that he is on our side, when we know that we are following what he has told us to do and what he has called us into, we know that he is with us and we trust and have faith that he will bring it into fruition and provide everything that is needed and the empower us to do the task 
at hand. This is a great verse here, look at this, verse 6. In the midst of all the stories of the different heroes by faith doing different things, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, it's a challenge to me. It's a challenge to me. How earnestly are we seeking God to enlarge our vision, to enlarge our faith? How much are we earnestly seeking him? It's a challenge to me this morning. I know I need to get better at getting into my prayer closet, separating time from our busy lives and our busy schedules, pulled in so many different directions. I know I need to get better and earnestly seek him. What are some of the things that God is uh, leading us on to? Faith to expand. On this next little journey we're on, we need to expand team. You, in leadership, you come to a level where you just cannot do any more. And yet there is so much more to do. So us as a ministry, we are at that level that we need to have new people on board. I need to operate in a very different way, delegate and let other people be coming uh, in to take some of the things off me uh, that we can move forward. Uh, God has given us a great big vision, and so we're needing to expand our, our team. Uh, and there is mentioned as a prayer point. Uh, right now, we're actually uh, just advertising. Today is the last day, the closure day of applications coming in for the uh, admin and finance officer. Um, and uh, the advert just went out on Friday for the project manager. So do, do pray with us that uh, God will bring the right people, the right people. Uh, it's so important. Um, okay, training, we want to get better. Uh, we believe we need to expand our training. You know, I talked to you earlier, you saw pictures of like the big conference that we did for kids, workers, the network that's been created, Femina Focus, which is Children in Focus. Uh, we want to expand further on training. We want to expand also on tactics, be more strategic in the way that we go about evangelizing and discipling uh, children. And uh, I've already mentioned to you about the uh, new gaming app that's going to be in Albania. But another big area is this, our territory. You know, in the verse that we read earlier, it said, like, expand you to the east and to the west. And uh, there are many Albanian-speaking countries that are around Albania. Um, You've got Montenegro, you've got Kosovo, you've got, um, after Kosovo, you've got Macedonia and Greece. And in all of these areas, you've got Albanian-speaking communities. And we've been challenged by God that we need to be going out further. We need to be stretching our tent out wider. And... <laughs> That's okay. Go for it. I'll come back. Uh, one of the areas of going over the borders is one thing. We're going to be launching into Kosovo, but another area where we're wanting to expand and develop 
is in our camp ministry. To do that, we're believing God, and this is the biggie, and I'd really covet your prayers on this, to actually purchase land and develop our own camp. This is a piece of land that we're actually presently uh, looking at right on a lake. Beautiful, isn't it? has so much potential, there's good infrastructure then. Okay, so we're at phase one of that, which is a massive phase just in itself. Uh, we're in negotiations right now uh, for, for that piece of land. So do pray with us that we really need expansion in God's wisdom. Uh, we need expansion of God's provision. We need expansion. Uh, of how to go uh, about it um, and, and do it in the best way uh, possible. Uh, there's a lot of corruption in Albania. We don't want to get uh, caught out. We want to do it very carefully uh, and according to the law with all the right papers and documents. Uh, so pray with us while we're on this journey. Uh, but yes, this is the new, new journey that we're on um, and it's not, it's not a easy one. It's not something that's going to just happen overnight. Uh, this is a long, a long-term thing uh, to develop. So uh, do pray with us in that. But uh, I feel like I'm being stretched and I'm being expanded doing things that I've never done before, uh, bigger, greater than ever before. And um, it, it's scary, but it's exciting at the same time. A um, couple of other verses uh, talking about uh, faith here. Uh, this is when Jesus was uh, healing the two blind men. And he says this, according to your faith, let it be done. According to your faith, let it be done. I'm challenged by that because I know where, what, what's ahead for me, for my ministry. According to my, is my faith great enough to really match the vision that God has given us? Earnestly seek. Was that uh, passage I read before? Uh, further on in Matthew, Matthew tw uh, 17, verse 20, goes on to say, Truly I tell you, this is Jesus, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. That's challenging, isn't it? I don't think it's necessarily talking about physically a mountain moving, but there's a, 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 a metaphor there that, that is actually challenging us that God can do anything if we have even the smallest amount of faith. You know, in the Bible times and in that area, the mustard seed was the smallest seed that they were cultivating, the smallest seed. And Jesus was giving the example, even the smallest amount of faith, God can do amazing great things and he can do the great things in this city in this church with the smallest amount of faith you know when he has spoken he brings it to fruition we just trust him in faith step out of our boats into unknown waters maybe this is challenging for some of you here today i just want to end i don't know how i am with time but i just want to end with um with this. This is uh, N.T. Wright, he's an Anglican bishop of Durham. 
is talking about faith, and here's a quote. When God does something new, he involves people. He chooses to use us. He involves people. And if we're really believing that 2018, that God is wanting to do something new in this church, in this city, he's wanting to use you. Uh, often unlikely people, here I am, I'm the most unlikely person that there ever is. I come from the north, I talk in a strange dialect, I'm dyslexic, you know, I, I, the list could go on, and he uses me. Um, so, that's encouraging, I think, for some here. <laughs> uh, frequently surprised and alarmed. He asked them to trust in him in a new way. That's that stretching thing I've been talking about. To put aside their natural reactions, to listen humbly for a fresh word, and to act on it without knowing exactly how it's going to work. Who, 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 who's that communicating to here today? Yeah? Um, I don't have to say anything more about that. I'm going to end quite quickly. I really do believe, not just for me and for my ministry, but God is wanting to expand your vision, this church's vision. Hence, he wants to expand your faith. I believe that God is wanting to do a new and great things in our world, in this town, in your lives, You know, if we want to see God do something new, do we want to see God do something new? It's going to take faith. The interesting thing is this, is God, it's not something that we have to kind of stir up and things. The interesting thing is, is God is the giver of faith. God is the giver of faith. Reminder of that verse in, in uh, Hebrews again, uh, verse 6, about earnestly seeking him he is the giver of faith now i believe that in expanding our vision personally as a church that maybe we need to also expand our hearts there was a song that we were singing earlier i've never heard it before i took a picture of the words because it connected with what I felt God was. Okay, it was the one that was talking about, show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. God is wanting to expand your vision, is wanting to expand your faith. You know, by expanding your vision, he might need to expand your heart to fill you further with his love to those that are around us, for the jewels of Tunbridge Wells, for the others that are hurting and that are needing, needed. Does your heart need expanding? Do you feel like you need love? 
further love, greater love than what you've known before, more compassion for the lost, for the hurting, that just need, need Jesus. We need to expand our faith and be ready to step out of our comfort zones and step out in faith and step into uncharted waters, knowing that he is in control, that he is faithful, and that he is holding our hands when we are following him. Let us, let us bow our heads. Let's, let's just pray and give this over to God. Allow God. I've talked about a number of different things. I'm believing that God has spoken to you on, on one thing or another. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are faithful. Father, we thank you that you never want to just leave us alone, that you are all the time wanting to move us on and take us to the next level. Father, forgive us when we stay in our comfort zone and sometimes when we're not ready to step out of the boat. But Father, I pray today, expand our vision, expand our faith, Father God, expand our hearts that we may experience even more of your love, that we can give that love out to those that are needing, that are hurt, that are lost around us. There are so many. This church is not full. There are so many more that need to hear the message of Jesus Christ need to hear a message of love and of hope. Father, expand our hearts today and expand our faith that we would be ready to step out of our boats. We'll be ready to step out at the, into the unknown, not knowing how it's all going to work out, how you're going to do it, how you're going to provide, how you're going to make empower us to do that task that just seems so beyond us. Father, expand our faith. Father, you are the faith giver. You are the faith giver. So, Lord, we ask, expand our faith, that we may trust you more, that we may dare to step on a danger ride with you, knowing you are faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are faithful. You never leave us alone. You never stretch us beyond what we can take. That's in your word. You may stretch us where we're uncomfortable, but you never take us beyond what we can take because everything is in you. You say in your word, your grace is sufficient. Father, thank you. Thank you for that today. Lord, I pray that as we go today, that Lord, the things that you've spoken that are from you, anything that's of me, Lord, I just pray you would just cause it to, to, to just eradicate, but the things that you were wanting to communicate on an individual level, Father, I pray, let it just uh, continue to grow and develop. Stir us, Lord. Stir us, Lord. There's so much more you're wanting to do in our world. Lord, we know that if we are saved and we're sat here today, that you are wanting to use us. Lord, help us to be open. Help us to be ready. Help us to have bigger hearts and to see with your eyes and to hear with your ears. Thank you, Lord. Amen.